We're back. A lot of shit went down this week, 4th of July week. You listened to our preview pod last week, and we got the roundup today. We're we're four sheets to the win. I'm Aaron Drake, joined by Rick Merchant from Huntington Beach today. How are we doing, Rick? Not too bad. It's nice to be out in California. And we got Connor out in Texas per usual. How are you doing, Connor? How was your 4th of July? Great fourth, but uh, came at a high cost. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> what is right. I love you referencing the Thanos memes when you're very anti-Marvel. <laughs> very anti-superheroes of all kinds, but I think I find the Thanos memes hilarious <laughs> for some reason. All right, so Thanos of this week was probably Kawhi. I think we could all agree that. He really just shook up the whole NBA overnight, pretty much. Uh, Snapped his fingers, and then fucking Paul George is on the Clippers. So why don't we start off just like that? Seismic event. The Clippers, I believe, traded three of their own first-round picks and two Miami first-round picks, all unprotected, and two additional pick swaps on top of that. Um, One of the Miami picks is protected. Oh, okay, got it. But and then also Shea Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gallinari in return for Paul George. Um, and with Paul George being traded to them, Kawhi Leonard also signed. So starting off there, what are you guys' takeaways from that? What was your uh, initial reaction to the news? The initial reaction was just utter shock. I think, A, just shocked in the fact he chose the Clippers. Over the past week or so, it felt like they had definitely moved into third place. It was really down to the Raptors and the Lakers. Fox Sports went as far as to, like, they'd be showing the graphic, and it would just be Lakers and Raptors. It was as if, like, Broussard said the Clippers were essentially eliminated. So I was shocked he went there. And then double that in the sense that they added probably the best the second best two-way player in the league in addition to that. And then thirdly, record compensation for a, for a record draft compensation for a player. So utterly shocked, but the price they paid got netted you two of the top seven players and probably the two top two-way players in the league. So is there really a price too high to pay for that? I don't know. That's, yeah. That was my initial reaction. I I didn't see this. I was already asleep when this dropped, and I woke up in the morning and saw all the news coming through. Read some of it at like six in the morning. Went back to bed, and I'd like it's literally so shocking that I thought I could have dreamed it. Back <laughs> <laughs> up later, I was like, "That really happened? That they got Paul George? Because that's just, it was just so out of nowhere." Mm-hmm. There was like I get people have coming out now and saying there was rumblings that Paul George was unhappy, but there was none of that before the trade. I heard, I heard absolutely nothing of the sort beforehand that there was any kind of disgruntlement in, in Oklahoma city with Paul George. I think the best indication that anything was afoot was probably that KD, there was the KD and Kawhi to the Clippers um, rumor Mm -hmm. last Saturday before free agency kicked off. So in hindsight, that was Kawhi being like, hey, I want to go to the Clippers, but I just want someone else to be there. Yeah. And so, like, 
he's exhausting all options and KD didn't want to go. And so his next guy up was Paul George. And so I guess a day or two later, he met up with Paul George and they both agreed, Hey, let's try and force this. You go to the thunder, try and Mm -hmm. force this trade. And in the meantime, I'm going to conduct the rest of my free agency thing. And it sounded like he, Kawhi gave, Toronto the option to try and make a move for Paul George also so basically what it came down to it sounds like is that Kawhi mainly wanted to be in LA Mm -hmm. he wanted to play with other superstars though to give himself the best chance of winning but he also didn't want to play for the Lakers front office is kind of what it seems like yeah I don't know if it was the front office or just LeBron Right, being second fiddle to LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like the Lakers were legitimate uh, players in this because Kawhi's camp had told the Lakers, like, hey, hold off on completing the Anthony Davis trade because that was the timing of that was the only way that they would still be able to sign Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like two hours before the Paul George trade went through. So, I mean, it sounds like Kawhi was basically like, yeah, if this Paul George thing doesn't happen in the next couple days, then I'm going to go with the Lakers. It's sort of what it sounded like. That's the impression I was under. If he couldn't make, if he couldn't make Paul George happen, either Clippers or Raptors, he would have settled for the Lakers. Yeah. So, I mean, that basically right after that the Lakers had a flurry of signings which we'll we'll get into a little bit later um but so right now how good are the Clippers are they the best team in the league are they top five are they you know I mean I think they've got to be the, the the prohibitive favorite right now just given the fact that Kawhi coming is coming off the championship where I think wherever he went by and large is going to be the favorite and the fact that they basically didn't lose any of their current assets other than SGA and Gallinari. So they still have a lot of their depth. They added Paul George, added Kawhi, and then still have Lou Will, still have, still have Pat Beverly, still have Harrell. I would put them as the, the odds-on favorite to win it right now, and as does Vegas, and I think I, that they're correct in that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just the, the two-way player, like those guys, what, number – they they were both top five MVP candidates last year. They've got did Kawhi finish top five? Um, um I'm not sure on that. But Jokic five, was four, so I guess he'd have to be five if it is. But regardless, Finals MVP Kawhi and, and number three MVP candidate Paul George right. is, is enough right there. I mean, we'll be. I'm curious to see how much. Paul George sustains like the first half of last year because he totally tailed off in the second half. And a big part of that was definitely because of injuries, which mm-hmm. I mean, now both, for, both shoulders fucked up to the point they were is concerning for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's one thing to say, I, I mean that, that two month production that he was putting up was so out of the, I mean, he's always been really, really good. Don't get me wrong. But that was like an out-of-the-ordinary stretch for him. 
even. And uh, so I'm be interesting to see if he was even going to be able to keep that up throughout the entirety of last season if he didn't get hurt. So we'll see what he's at moving forward. But, I mean, no doubt, he's like a perfect complement to Kawhi. And their defense is going to be just unreal. You've got Kawhi and Paul George, perhaps the two best wing perimeter defenders in the entire league. And Pat Beverly, who's one of the best point guard defenders in the league. Um, Mo Harkless is another guy that they picked up in free agency. Or I guess it was technically a trade. Um, who's normally one of the better, who was one of the better defenders on a team that made the conference finals last year on the Trailblazers. Um, so he's going to be like your third best wing defender is just insane. Um, I think Montrez Harrell is not really a slouch defender no. either. He's a pretty athletic guy. can switch on to smaller guys better than a lot of uh, big dudes. So, I mean, that team's just going to be unreal defense. And then you've got Kawhi and Paul George, who are two of some of the best shot makers in the league, in combination with Lou Williams, who's one of the best shot makers in the league. So it's not like the offense is really going to suffer either. I think they're going to be really good. Yep. Not agree with all that. Is there, uh, is there any way this trade made sense for the Thunder duo than get under the luxury tax? Because you're probably not going to be good enough to be one of the prohibitive favorites. In your guys' opinion, yeah, Rick, we we talked about this a little bit. It's it's one of those things that first struck me. Like, did they? Yeah, yeah, Paul George asked for a trade, but did they really need to, cave? to do this trade if they didn't want to? Um, because they had Paul George under contract for a couple more years. It didn't seem like Paul George and Westbrook had beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like Paul George had a ton of leverage. I mean, if what was Paul George going to do, like sit out? like Anthony Davis did or Kawhi did. I mean, who knows? I feel like it wasn't that bad of a situation where, I mean, he just re-signed there last year. Like, yeah, how upset could he truly be? I feel like it was kind of like, oh, yeah, a better opportunity presented itself. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I hate the current one I'm in. So I felt like they probably didn't need to make this trade. But once they were kind of put in this awkward situation, so they figured, all right, well, the Clippers will give us a shit ton because they're trading for Kawhi and Paul George, and we're only giving up Paul George. Mm-hmm. So we can get like a double haul, essentially, for one guy. And I agree with Rick. This is probably a thing where I was like, hey, like this is this is a tough thing to do, but this is probably the right move for the franchise because, let's be honest, they weren't going to win a title with that crew. and Westbrook has zero trade value, if not negative trade value. Steven Adams doesn't have any trade value. Other than that, it's like, I don't know, Jeremy Grant maybe has some trade value. But, I mean, you can't start a rebuild or revamp your team with that at all. (laughs) So when when you've got this monster hall staring you in the face, I feel like they just had to bite that bullet and realize it was a way better opportunity – to restart and try and revamp this thing than they would have otherwise. Yeah, I think they, they and get out the, of the tact. They reached the understanding that the roster is currently constructed was not going to go any further. I mean, it's, it's three straight first round exits. I don't think they saw that changing 
in the immediate future without shaking it up. There's really no other, I mean, they're, they're maxed out. They don't really have another move to make. So when that presented itself, they said, all right, let's, let's just yeah, blow it up, I it's guess. It's not like they could have turned, they couldn't turn Paul George into a better player. And they couldn't turn anyone else into another superstar caliber player. So it's like all your only other option is essentially just retool through draft assets. I mean, they're set up, but I just, and I guess, but I, they're, they should just go and be bad then and get rid of everybody. Honestly, if they started down this path, I don't know if they will. People are talking about that's the, Russ Wilkes. That's the impression I'm under. You th- is that they I mean, they're, see- they're looking to send Westbrook out now? I mean, I think Westbrook's unhappy also, so I think they're gonna they're motivated now to move him out and just basically reset the whole thing. So if that means sending him to Miami or Houston or where have you, I think that's probably the next move Presti's looking to make. I mean, we'll see if they're even able to do that though. I mean, like Miami and Houston, they don't. They don't have a lot of stuff that they could trade that will equal that salary in return, you know? Mm-hmm. So the machinations of it are just kind of tough. And so maybe Houston would have to trade like uh, Clint Capella plus Eric Gordon just to make the money work or something. I don't even know more than that. Maybe just Chris Paul for Westbrook straight up, but then you're kind of in a similar spot where it's not like you're in tank mode, you know? Yeah, I don't know what that does for you. I could see the Thunder just being like, hey, fuck it. We've got all of these picks that are not even necessarily tied to our fate. Let's just try and put as good of a product out there that's still competing for the playoffs and like give the fans some sort of competitive team for as long as possible. And then, you know cross that tanking bridge when they kind of have a little more flexibility with their roster and salary cap. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like they'll keep filling up the arena as long as Westbrook is there. And I don't think you're going to get great value for him right now. So I could see him just being like, I will be a middling team, but sell out a ton of Well, the of thing games. is you're never going to get better value for him than right now. Like it's not like that contract's <laughs> going to look any better. I don't yeah. think. That's Until true. maybe someone wants it as an expiring in the very last year, which is twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's like Westbrook's going to get more athletic, and that con- yeah, he's not going to be getting paid less. So that's true. I mean, I think if they could find a deal to move him, I just like no one's got money right now. There's like not that many teams that really struck out in free agency. That are like desperate. I got one. The Knicks. I was gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say. How about the take on all the Knicks one year? All those contracts the Knicks just signed are all one year plus one year team options. Take on those. The honestly, as a move the Knicks would make, I feel like is yeah. oh, let's get a big, let's get a star. I think, we, we didn't get. I know? personally don't see the Knicks making that move. I mean, this contract's just so bad. He's gonna get paid forty seven million dollars in his age, like thirty four season, and he's already on a <laughs> huge decline. decline. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not advocating that's a good move, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't put it past the Knicks brass. Their team is. I guess if you're the Knicks, like their team is just so bad right now. Like, what the hell 
you would have Russell Westbrook with just a worse team around him than the Thunder currently have. <laughs> I mean, your team will be Westbrook and Julius Randle and then some young guys. Yeah, you hope R.J. Barrett gets good really fast. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson keeps getting better. I, actually, now now that the more I think about it, I think it's part like the Knicks just have to be so tired of striking out on free agents. This is your chance and to Westbrook get a, is a star. Pretty marquee. Like, and yes, he's declining, but Westbrook is one of the most recognizable names in the league. You trade all the, I mean, they all trade those top, the Taj Gibson, the, uh, what other ones did they just do? Noah, not Noah Vonley. Who am I thinking of? I have no clue. Bobby Portis. They signed a bunch of fucking power okay, forwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just trade some of those. I think they'll keep Randall. Randall's the only guy not on a one year. So do you guys think Westbrook's still on the, on the Thunder at the beginning of the season. I'll go ahead and say no. They find a way to – if it's a three-team trade or they, they find a way to get rid of him. I don't think he wants to be there anymore being part of one. And I don't think that – I think they got to try to move him. Like if you're going to blow it up, like don't blow it up halfway. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to go to Miami. Well, we, got, so. we got someone calling in right here. We got Russell Westbrook on the line right here. He's got a comment. Well, there's nothing like party at one. <laughs> <laughs> this was a random video floating around the internet in the past couple of days after the uh, the trade. I'm not. I, we have no idea the source, but it's a very jovial looking Westbrook wearing a wearing a funny outfit, a bucket hat, a bucket hat, <laughs> sitting at a table by himself. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to guess that he's still on the Thunder by the start of the season. I just I just feel like he's going to be really hard to move. Um, and so they, they might not find a way to get it done. But then maybe some desperate team realizes they're not as good as they thought they're going to be and tries to splash it up maybe by like the trade deadline or something. That's my yeah. prediction. Rick, what are you thinking? Uh, is he on the Thunder or not? I'm. I'll say no. I. I think Miami. I could see Miami just trying to finding a way to get it done, and just rolling with those two superstars. You got two guys on similar length contracts, and they're they're they look like they're not going to be able to compete with just Jimmy Butler right now. So Miami f- figures something out. I'll say. Nice. I, would, right. I think I'd that's the most that. likely option. Also, I, I I would love to see just Jimmy Butler, and Russell Westbrook together it would be hilarious. Just the most aggro team in league history. <laughs> I'm totally there for that. Not going to beat him in competitive drive. <laughs> All right. Um. So, do we want to then? Anything left on that trade? I guess one thing that we didn't really talk about is what do we think like the risk for this move for the Clippers was? I, I'm sure all of us are in agreement. That's the move. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. That's a great trade. You make that 10 out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they did give up a shit ton of draft capital and 
We've seen Kawhi load manage his way through an entire year, end up the season on just destroying teams, but also at the same time was limping around pretty hard. Um, Paul George has had one major injury. He's had a couple other shoulder surgeries that severely limited him last year. He had to have a knee surgery in last offseason also. I mean, is there any I, – I mean, there is still potential that in three or four years that this team's just not that good and they've given up some some pretty solid assets, or are we not really worried about that at all? Personally, I'm yeah. not concerned, but I think there's a, I don't know, 20 nah, – I'm mad. I'd say less than 10% chance this doesn't work out well for them. I mean, what's the, working out well? Where I think working out well is getting at least one ring, but I would. Ex- I, mean, I, I think the expectation for this team was they're going to get multiple rings. But I'm I'm talking about in terms of what they gave up to the Thunder, like those picks. Like, do we think one of them is going to be a lottery pick? Two, three, like what's reasonable? So uh, what's it goes up to twenty twenty six. Um. I mean, I could see that being a lottery pick. Like, our Clipper, it'd be interesting to see. Does this like change like the Clippers brand and stuff like that? Like, are do Clippers become in the future? Like, once Kawhi and Paul George are older or off the team, do the Clippers kind of is their brand boosted? Where other other guy other free agents will look to the Clippers versus just looking to the Lakers to come to LA? And I think that's kind of how this could be like a long-term success if this works out like that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Plus the the heat trade or the heat picks could be random as hell. Like if Jimmy, say they don't trade for Westbrook and Jimmy Butler, you know, has a decline or something like that, or just doesn't get along with all of his teammates, which is not that unreasonable. <laughs> no. uh, then that shit could go to go to hell, and then those picks. And mean that, that could us. be a tough contract at the end, also that Jimmy Butler contract, I mean, five full years. Yeah, I mean, as but but how far out is the Heat pick? I don't think the Heat pick is like like, that far. I think it's like 2023. The Heat pick is 2021, and it's Clipper picks in. Well, there's two Heat picks. I think it's Heat heat picks in 2021 and 2023. Okay. All right, so the 2021's probably not going to be – the 2023 pick could be pretty bad. Yeah, though. yeah, that could be bad. And I think the other or one you can be concerned about would be 20 by 2026. Kawhi is already 35 years old. Yeah, yeah. the Kawhi Paul George era is probably yeah. on its last legs, and by then you would have to re-sign Paul George, so you'd be really strapped salary cap wise. Um, so yeah, so that I mean, as we've seen in the NBA, like. When you go that far out in the future, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, I mean, think about like how many other teams just looked absolutely set for the future, and now it's up in the mm-hmm. air. Yeah, like the Celtics two seasons ago, who would have like if in two years the Celtics aren't very good because Jason Tatum is what he is, Jalen Brown is what he is, 
that Kemba Walker contract kind of starts to look like shit. I mean, that the Celtics being in the lottery in two years from now is not like absolutely unheard of. No, hundred percent um, agree. Especially if like someone gets hurt or something like that. Um, so shit just happens. Oh, 100%. You know? I mean, think of an example. Think of the Lakers in 2010. I don't think they traded their their future picks away, but let's say that the do you think the Lakers thought in 2010 that they'd be picking second overall three years in a row in the mid 2010s? Like I, they probably didn't think that. It's just hard to. It's really difficult right. when you're on top to extrapolate seven years in the future and project where you're going to be at. Yeah, it's. I mean, when they traded Steve Nash after trading for Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. that was ba- that was exactly. the exact scenario. Everyone was like, "Oh, this team's yeah. fucking stacked." They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They're heavy favorites to win the finals, and two years later, they're the number two pick in the draft. Yep. But with that said, I think you got to make a move every time. A plus coup for Jerry West and company. Oh, this is like the greatest okay, Jerry West, Clippers can we, history. Can we just talk? Can we just talk about how Jerry West is getting all this love, and he's just like a consultant who like does some part time shit for them. Yeah, I think like this is all Lawrence Frank and uh, there's another guy, Rick, some, Mike Ringer or something Mike like Winger. that is his name. Those Winger. two guys are like. Winger, there. Those are the guys running the show, not Jerry West. Like Jerry West, a great executive for sure, but like he was not the one who was pulling these strings. But everyone's out. Oh, Jerry West strikes again. It's like, I think it's just right, the fact that he, he directly delivered Shaq in '96. He was heavily involved, obviously, in and he was consultant again. But he was involved in the Kevin Durant coup to Golden State, and now he's involved again. I think it's just the people like seeing that pattern. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still probably the greatest uh, executive he, of all time, but I agree. Four sheets to the wind. We want to give credit where credit is rightfully due, not just I, a sexy I, name. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm giving all the credit to Jerry West, not to, to Lawrence Frank personally, but you can give the you can give the credit to Michael Winger. Uh, so we were, we were kind of talking <laughs> Lawrence Frank, dude. That's that's really the man. Uh, so we were talking about how. Like for players, would players want to go to the Clippers? Do we think there's going to be any, there's any impact on like fan perception of the Clippers from all? I think you could. There's a definitely a scenario where they rip off. A, I mean, LA is a winner city. If they w- w- rip off a couple of titles, you're not going to get the diehard like generations Laker fans, but the fucking like half-ass fans or people that are like don't really follow except when the Lakers are like in the title run. Those kind of folks could definitely be club Clipper fans, and if they uh, I don't I mean, think in a, I, think, I think nationally they could get more fans, but LA is just so entrenched Lakers, especially because the Lakers are also going to be good. I mean, let's not forget, yeah, Lakers didn't get Kawhi, and we'll talk about the Lakers in a second. Um, but they're still going to be good. So I've, I mean, if the late Clippers couldn't take over LA when the Lob City era, when the Lakers were absolutely shit, I feel like. They're not going take it over to now. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, the, take it over now. And let's and let's be honest. Like, there's still a really good chance the Clippers don't even make the finals just because of how unpredictable things are. Um, the West mm-hmm. is absolutely stacked. So, like, Vegas probably this upcoming year probably has the Clippers the field over Clippers to win the West. So oh, for sure. So it's like this is probably the best that I mean, who knows? I guess, but they don't have any 
future draft assets to trade to improve their team going forward. So it's not like their team is going to be able to make significant moves to improve, you would think. So, you know, there's no guarantees, basically, that the Clippers are going to have greater success than the Lakers. So I I feel like Lakers fans are just going to go really oh, in on sure. hating Kawhi Paul, Paul and Paul number George. one. Paul George especially so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Paul George. <laughs> Kawhi's too likable to, like, really hate him, but Paul no, George. I'm, down. I'm definitely down to still hate Kawhi, dude. To quote Rick, to quote Rick, you don't want to make history? Fuck you you then. We'll make history without you. (laughs) Bitch ass. I hope I hope they they never make history (laughs) in in the Clippers organization. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely gonna be I feel like Kawhi is going to start to get Lakers no doubt for sure. I think the juxtaposition between Kawhi and LeBron is interesting. You've both both have won titles with two different teams. They're both striving to become the first guys to win titles with three teams. LeBron currently sits at three rings, Kawhi at two. So Kawhi's trying to catch him with his next title. I think an interesting comparison also is Kawhi and KD. How Kawhi has basically been like the shittiest teammate of all time and like just a huge diva sort of behind the scenes. But because he's really quiet publicly, that everyone loves him, whereas KD is super outspoken and everyone hates him. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Any more thoughts on the Kawhi Paul George stuff, or do you want to move on to yeah, other teams? Let's move on to the, the real team <laughs> in LA. All right. So across the hall from the Clippers, team that missed out on Kawhi Lakers, uh, they made a flurry of signings right after the Kawhi news was announced. They signed Danny Green, KCP, JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook, Rondo, Boogie Cousins, um, anyone? Jared Dudley was a couple days before. Troy Daniels was a few days before. Um, so that's basically the whole roster. Obviously, it's tough with Kawhi prolonging himself all this all this time, where they were a little hamstrung, couldn't sign any other solid role players. But you know. I think you can't pull the hindsight um, type calls on this. You got to wait out Kawhi if you have a chance, and I think they had a legitimate chance, so they were right in in holding out for it. Um, but still tough, and I think they did an all right job filling out the roster. After, yep, I, I agree with that for the most part. I, Rick, we talked about the. Boogie I agree with that thing. for the most part. I think. Yeah, you have to. There's no like to debate. You have to ride it out for Kawhi. Like it's a really tough spot to put yourself in and to be in, but it's absolutely the right move. Ten times out of ten, like if you're if you honestly have a seat at the table, and we, I think it's clear we had a seat at the table till the very end, considering they wanted us to move the trade back. So we were, we were in it, like we were in the shits. So if we have a chance to go for that, you got to go for it. Like I don't I don't think the right move was be participating in role player signings on day one and remove ourselves from the Kawhi. So it sucks. 
it sucks they didn't choose us, but it's the right move. Um, I think we did a pretty good job for the having a contingency plan. The fact we had Danny Green sign moments after, I think, was probably the most key player we needed to to land. So that's that was definitely big. Yeah. Um, I would have made a I would have done a few things differently. We can get into the minutia of it, but that's my overall take. So the Danny Green thing. Oh, sorry. What about Boogie um, on Boogie? I think I think it's a good value play. There's definitely a scenario where he outplays his 3.5 million dollar contract. He did look pretty washed in the last season, but he only played 30 games. Get that first season out of the way. So I guess I'm good with it. At 3.5 mil, what a million above minimum. I don't think you can fault them for taking a swing at that. So, so I think the Lakers got lucky with the Danny Green thing. I feel like if they didn't get him, I feel like then you start kind of looking back and like, damn, they waited this long for Kawhi. Because like that's really if you if your only guards were KCP, Quinn Cook, and Rondo, that's looking a lot worse. Yeah, and I'm happy with the Cousins thing. I think hopefully you hope low low risk and you hope and if he comes back to like 80% of what he used to be then you can really start doing load management type stuff with LeBron and AD throughout the year so I think it's a really high reward signing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. low risk too. that's a good point on Danny Green especially yeah my Yeah, the Danny Green was absolutely crucial. I feel like the Lakers kind of had him in their back pocket this whole time, so they just they knew going in that this was going to be the the case. Um, and it's interesting to see that this roster is basically the exact opposite. I okay, I can't say the exact opposite because they are bringing back a few of the same guys. But a lot of their role players, they're just going heavy shooting, no defense, and not a lot of playmaking type stuff versus last year they were trying to go all playmaking and tough-nosed kind of guys. So I'm I'm curious if that was sort of Rob Palinka versus Magic Johnson philosophy type deal or just that they saw that fail last year and now Mm. they're just trying something different this year. I I got the sense that the – Oh, we need playmakers around LeBron. Bullshit was a lot of for Magic, given that he gave that fucking interview with Summer League last year, and I was like, "Oh, well, look, let's look how shooting turns yeah. out in the playoffs. It doesn't work for you. We want guys that can handle the ball." I thought that was Magic 100. percent I can't really speak on what Polinka's opinion of shooters versus prioritizing playmakers yeah. and tough-nosed guys is, but I mean, the only guy who's on contrary to that is minimum, Rondo, so who they brought I mean, back. The opportunity cost is basically um, non-existent. Right. We'll st- hopefully Rondo doesn't play much, though. I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, Rondo and AD had great chemistry, though. New Orleans. In, and Boogie. Um, in New Orleans, so who fucking knows. But, yeah, so maybe – well, I think it was after Boogie left was when Rondo and AD really start – started rolling mm. to be honest because they started playing an extremely fast pace um, yeah. but maybe like lineups without lebron like if rondo comes in for like 10 12 mm-hmm. minutes a game in the regular season even less in the playoffs 
and he could be the point guard who gets AD the ball. I think you can run a lot of offense through Anthony Davis when LeBron's not there, you know? And if you just have a point guard who can get AD the ball in good spots, I think yeah, Rondo's I really trust Quinn Cook too that. much to be able to uh, run that role. So that's like that saving grace with Rondo. Right. And you just surround Yeah, and you just surround AD and Rondo with like Danny Green, Quinn Cook, and Kuzma, like three guys who can shoot pretty mm-hmm. well. Uh I think that's not a bad lineup. And then, you know, Boogie, I'm curious to see how they'll throw Boogie and JaVale in there and how much Anthony Davis is going to be playing center because I think that's where his best position is and who's going to start if they're going to start Kuzma or Boogie or JaVale even. Uh, Or who's going to be the point guard? Because obviously Davis, LeBron, and Danny Green are going to be starting. And then who the other two guys are. My guess is it's going to be a situation where you're starting a center just because like historically LeBron doesn't want to be the four and AD doesn't want to be the five. So maybe the starting lineup and well Kuzma Mike would be the four. Davis, so Kuzma, be like LeBron. Davis, Kuzma, LeBron. Okay, well that still has AD at the five then. I'm just saying, look, AD has Danny doesn't, Green doesn't like being at the five, so Quinn I think Cook you could start with Javale or Boogie. I'm not yeah, sure which yeah. one would be the starter, but then the finishing lineup, I think ideally would be AD at the five, LeBron or Kuzma. The LeBron Kuzma are your two forwards. Danny Green, and then I'm not sure who the fifth, who like the last guard would be. Who's oh, is LeBron? A, who's maybe LeBron? Hot the, hand shooter right hot now. Hand, yeah, maybe, maybe any, Quinn any Cook. Day. Maybe LeBron is more of a, is the one, and then you have another. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I can see. Well, that. that's why Quinn Cook would just be kind of a shooter, I think, and then. And then Quinn Cook can just defend the worst guard, and Danny Green can defend the better guard type deal, maybe. No, I don't. I think this team's not going to be that great defensively. Uh, Danny Green's a really good defender. Anthony Davis is a really good defender. Mm-hmm. LeBron can be fine when he's dialed in, but I, you know we've seen a decent amount of evidence. I think his defense was overblown how bad it was last year. I think that's just kind of a topic. A lot of guys like to be like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> – People don't talk enough about how lazy LeBron is on defense, how much he's not trying. I think that's personally a little bit overblown by just national guys. Um, But he's not the defender that he was or could be and typically is in, like, the playoffs. So other than that, Kuzma's not great defensively. He was a little bit better last year than his rookie year. Boogie was getting dissected on defense in the playoffs last year. Maybe he might get a little bit of athleticism back in the second year after the Achilles injury. Quinn Cook's a terrible defender. Rondo was awful on defense last year. KCP could be – oh, KCP actually could be lineup. the last guy in yeah. that lineup that we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a good shooter, solid defender. He just makes some dumbass decisions, which hopefully with like – AD and LeBron yeah, out there, like there's LeBron just less was playing. He wasn't making as he just has less opportunity. To I think it got decision. really bad when LeBron and Lonzo were out last year. KCP just started <laughs> popping deep threes and stuff <laughs> like that. So I think he'll slot in. We're paying him enough to play a role. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think KCP. 
I think KCP has like <laughs> become underrated just because he's been so overpaid and like it's fun to clown on him because like the clutch connect and all that. But I think he, he's a solid defender, not great. He gambles a little bit too much on steals and shit like that. But and he'll make take some bad threes, but he's a solid spot up shooter, which is what he's gonna be a lot with LeBron and A D out there, and solid defender when he needs to be. And that's kind of what you need from like a point guard type size. So I think it's a fine signing. I, I like that lineup. Kuzma, LeBron, A D, Danny Green, and KCP. That's yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with that lineup. <laughs> it just seems like KCP could have given us a Taking a smaller cut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it, a little more. I don't think up. anyone is. I wonder how. What like rank do you think he is of like over the last three years of people getting paid? It's got to be up there. Like other than the max guys, I mean, he got paid what two years ago? He got he got twenty, and then last year he got like thirteen. Was twelve? 12. And now he got eight again. So he's got paid forty million in the last three years. <laughs> twelve. Like that seems kind of yeah. absurd. I, I actually thought we were going to slot him in the room exception, and I would have been more fun with that. And then we'd have another eight eight mil left to get somebody else, like a Marcus Morris type. I mean, come on, KCP, Jesus Christ! Yeah. All right, let's well, tie us Jones is, they or, need or jo- someone like they that. Need or Kelly, they Kelly need guards. They need guards more so than have. <laughs> Kelly Oubre well, would have so been we, Let's take a look at this. Tyus I think we have the Jones room exception is the only thing we have left. So is that correct? Four, yeah, I think it's like 4.8 4. 8 million or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Marcus Morris signed with Marcus San Antonio Morris last is night. Marcus Morris is kind of like the most linked guy, yeah. I think. He also tweeted some one of his like Laker Twitter guys oh, tweeted fuck. like, Lake Show, where are you at, Ryan? Or where are you at, Marcus Morris? And then he he would quote tweeted him and said like no way bro, <laughs> like laughing emoji. <laughs> so I guess that wasn't in the that was not in the cards. And then he signed with San Antonio later that night. <laughs> I mean I don't think we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah two for twenty. Well, it's probably more so like he didn't have the money for it. Yeah, and that's so he's like, he, he's yo, a solid yo, player. I'm not so taking. I think you should. Um, I'm not taking four. Look at his left names like Kelly Oubre, Rondé Hollis, Jefferson. I could see them being options at four mil. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of like a guy who can maybe has some, some versatility would be kind of good. I think, I mean, they need a better guard, did, but it's like, did resign there's none out there for four, five and a half million, last that's night, really going to make like any a, impact. He's just showing flashes. He's the kind of super role, like a role player that's totally fine being a role player. It's going to be the last guard resign. Um, Avery Bradley, I think, is about to get bought out by Memphis, or right. he hasn't already. That could be a room exception option. I like him all right. Yeah. Premier defender, shooter. Yeah, one option would be yeah. hopefully maybe get Iguodala on a buyout market. But if you get buyout, you just have, you have to take the. You just have to take season. the vet minimum, don't There's you? Been some- oh, is that how that works? I think so. Okay, well maybe. Or I'd, I'd be just very happy to get. There's something with Mello, where Mello had to take that in Houston. Okay. 
that's what I'm remembering it from. If that's the case, I'd be very happy getting either Avery Bradley or Iguodala on the vet minimum after they get bought out. Well, I think Avery Bradley, Uh, it might be a little different because it's a different – it's not in season. All right, well, regardless, I'd be happy with either of those. So I'm not options. exactly sure how I that works. I think it might be a little bit defense. I Maybe Jermichael no, Green would be solid. Not, yeah, Jam- he's showing up Justin at the free Holiday agency. Jermichael Green on the, on the room could be good. But I, don't know if, I mean, given From, we have Boogie and Just going to end up being like Jamal Crawford or something. Oh, yeah. I could totally see a Jamal Crawford signing. God, yeah, I could totally see it being that, and that's not what they need. They don't need just a guy to be who's a save on defense and just going to chuck all, shots. All, how, how satisfied are you guys with the post AD moves we've made? But I'd say like a seven. I mean, they were in a tough spot after after all the, they missed out on Kawhi. It's like they might have been able to do a couple things that were like really fringe. I would have liked more, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be that probably a significant difference between like a title or not. Mm-hmm. You know, basically it's going to come down to like LeBron, if LeBron and AD go supernova, Kuz makes a pretty solid leap forward. Danny Green stays on his game as he has been the last few seasons like that's the kind of yeah. thing that's gonna yeah okay that's, that's about where i'm at I mean, they're also, i would have preferred there's a few the things i ninth like, guy. i don't know i wanted someone like trey burke over rondo on the minimum but i'm not gonna lose sleep over like the point guard we pay the minimum you know i would like to see marcus morris in there i'm not sure instead of at 10 mil instead of paying maybe kcp yeah and somebody else that money i like i And, but but think about it. Like if we just said that KCP is going to be the fifth guy starting, like I'd rather have that guy yeah. than a guy who's Point, the fourth. The, best the other positive the with team. KCP is they get his bird rights after this year, and that's just the type of stuff. You, he's pretty young, so that's the type of guys you need to keep a team together later on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can go into the yeah. cap or go over the cap to re-sign guys like that who are role players. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the boogie, I like the boogie move all right. I feel like it's just kind yeah. of an X factor. If it doesn't work out, they can just play JaVale yeah, exactly. and Anthony Davis at the five and boogie, you know, maybe get spot minutes here or there. Um. And plus, I mentioned this earlier in the week to you guys in our group text, but I do think there is something that's just a little bit more endearing about like an Anthony Davis-LeBron team versus a LeBron-AD-Kawhi juggernaut that's just super heavily favored. I think having to face like some oh, challenge is just that is, that is not sometimes a more enjoyable experience than just going out and expecting the to Heatles, crush teams like every single My version night. of the Heatles, 100%. I, I get that a little bit because honestly, like this season's gonna just be so fun now in terms of like not just rooting for the Lakers, but just enjoying M- the NBA as a whole. Like this looks like it's gonna be like the funnest season Recent in memory. 
a while, basically. Heard, Maybe since like the Super Team era I heard started. most parody since 03, so after the Lakers 3 Pete, it's as wide open as then. It's wide open, but there's really a ton of duos. It's wide open, but there's a ton of good teams. It's not like everyone's split up. Like really everyone's good. got yeah. a duo. No, that's that's cool. I played out. I mean, Clippers, Lakers. Who's in the Knicks? Clippers, Lakers. I don't necessarily think the Warriors are next season. Milwaukee. Ooh. Ooh, I think the Warriors this is gonna be one of my takes. I think the Warriors are being slept on pretty hard right now. Cause Clay could come back. Possibly. Yeah. And I've seen statistics. I've Clay's seen stats definitely around come back when for, it's just yeah, Steph and Dre on the court. I think that's just them two together is a very is still like a great team. And then these, yeah, I throw in D'Lo. I mean, we're not that far removed from joking about how the Warriors could like sweep the Rock, the Raptors without KD, yeah. and then pull off like a ten zero stretch to close the playoffs without KD. Like that team is really good when it's still built around Steph, Clay, mm-hmm. and Draymond, and now you add D'Lo, who will be an interesting, weird fit, I think, with Steph, but. You know, he's still just additional get talent. You a bucket. He, yeah. Maybe he fills a little bit of that KD role where it's like a guy who can just get you a bucket when you need to. I mean, the lo- losing Iguodala hurts, though. There's no way around that because they lose a lot of their defensive flexibility. And replacing that with D'Lo is definitely a downgrade. But I still think the Warriors will be will make the playoffs, and if they get Clay back, and you, yeah, and you give try to fit early out enough that where they can get D-Lo. into a groove before. That's a, that's like, the only thing is like before the second round. Maybe I, it's, it's easier to fit two yeah, guys and, and, in it like that than three guys, and you're throwing a guy and Steph has all year to figure out how to work best with D'Lo, and then you throw in that third guy. Just the fit might be a little awkward. Yeah, so the war. I mean, just chalk it up to another team that's going to be really interesting this year. The Warriors are going to be really interesting. Lakers, Clippers, the Nets won't be as interesting as they would be with KD, but you've got um, Philly adding in Horford. We'll talk about more of these teams in depth. we got Philly adding Horford, Boston switching it up, adding Kemba. We've got uh, – Utah is going to be a lot better adding Mike Conley for basically nothing, bringing in Boyan Bogdanovich and Denver, for just those I think guys. that's a better fit for the playoffs. You've got um, the Pelicans are going to be pretty interesting and good. Denver's running back their team. Portland <laughs> Gosh, traded the first on Whiteside. Gives them maybe a little bit of risk. It increases their risk profile for sure, where if that ends up working out, then they could be improved. So, I mean, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of interesting teams out there. Who knows? Maybe D'Lo ends up on the Timberwolves by the end of the season, and you got Towns and D'Angelo Russell out there, you know? A lot of interesting teams. We didn't even talk about 
Milwaukee's who's, running back. Who's for sure not making Brogdon, the playoffs. So they'll in the probably West. be a little bit worse, but they're still going to be good. Memf- Memphis, the um, Suns, probably OKC now. Probably the Memphis. Probably yeah, the King. Yeah, probably OKC. Yeah, but if those guys make another jump three, like they did I think, last year, I think it's then... tough to see the Kings making it, to be honest. Yeah, it's it still seems too tough, but yeah. I feel like guys don't typically. I feel like guys don't typically make like two jumps like that. Quite like then kind of progressively get better. Expect. I feel like they might like make one jump and then sort of get a little bit better. Yeah, and slower. And so then it's by like De'Aaron Fox is like age twenty five season. He'll be really good, you know. But he's not going to make like a huge jump by. 21 yeah. to 22 year season or 22 to 23 or whatever it's in. It's kind of how I feel like it goes. Uh, Resign Harrison Barnes, Peyton uh, Dwayne Deadman. Barnes. Uh, but they did add some guys, didn't they? <laughs> X Factor, Dwayne Deadman. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't see the Kings Dwayne. making the playoffs personally. Dallas, I think, would be tough to make it. We'll see if KP I like looks. they got one other guy. Oh, but yeah, Dallas. The West is just so. I mean, there's just so much freaking talent. Like, the team, look at the, I don't know where look at, just look at the teams that made the playoffs I mean, last year. Who's not going to make it? They could Golden be Golden State, solid. Denver, Portland, Houston, Utah, <laughs> San Antonio, and OKC would be the two I would guess also. So you, there's maybe two more, two open spots at the, at the table now. San Antonio is who I would and guess. And somebody else to get in. Yeah, add the Lakers in and then maybe New Orleans. For the Lakers. Add the Lakers, New Orleans maybe. Garrett Favors. I mean, New Orleans is gonna be good. Drew Holiday, JJ Redick. I actually didn't love adding Lonzo, Favors into Ingram, that. Hart, would have gone, Zion. Okay, someone who could shoot a little Derek better. Favors. I mean, they have Next potential to, to be pretty good. I feel like then they add someone else also. Right, God, there was just so much transition. It's so hard to keep up all this shit. We have hot, t- quick, quick takes on the uh, the other signings around the league. Cool. So first yeah, let's up, do it. First up, we got Kyrie and KD of the Nets. Tragically, Rick and I were uh, way off. Yeah, our prediction that, that KD wanted to be a Nick, not a Net. Um, ended up not mattering <laughs> who who picked first or whatever he said. KD announced um, via. Not only that, but it, I think it's been firmly yeah. established that KD did follow Kyrie <laughs> to Brooklyn. KD announced his decision. Announced his decision. He had so Instagram post with I'm, I'm a, take a victory lap uh, on that song one. in the background. Nice way to go into Brooklyn. That was pointed out basically exactly as I said. I was cool with it. I thought the, I like the song. I started listening to that song this week. That was so lame. I thought that post. Like, it could have been way cooler. I thought it could have been way cooler. Well, the decision is like the coolest thing anyone's ever done in human history. LeBron's I'm Coming Home announcement. (laughs) Or the decision. Got it. I'm bummed that the decision is. Well, people hated it at the time so much because it it would be cool if more guys did that. I'm huge on the decision. Like, if Katie. 
like just show up together in Brooklyn in a press conference cool. and announce they're going there on like live TV. Honestly, yeah, that's what he should have fucking done was announce and make and make everyone get ESPN plus hey, on an episode of the boardroom, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, shit like that, like, I feel like, like, we saw a glimpse of it where, like, they made this announcement on the boardroom's Instagram hey, account. You, like, that thing picked up, like, a shit ton of yeah, followers exactly. in, like, actually, a two-hour span just two because hours people were, had followers. interest in that. Like, you could easily get <laughs> cut them. <laughs> I wouldn't have I because mean, it would have gotten realistically. Anyway, like, how much would you have paid for an access to, to LeBron, Katie's announcement? I probably would have. Would you have paid anything? I would have done it, but what about Kawhi's? Yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd rather probably pay. What if it was only like two of my team it. was in the mix? Kawhi's, yeah. ooh yeah. Think no, if I'm he had the hats, hats Connor. I'm obsessed with the hats. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to my love of, of signing day, you know? <laughs> Childhood obsession of mine. <laughs> Ooh. If we were if we were managers for a player, how would we make their announcement? Like if we were if we were, Fuck, that's a if great it was question. us and Uncle Dennis, right I mean, that, uh, my as a first part of Kawhi's team, would be inner circle, a press conference where, ha- where I would be pushing for, me, for his announcement to be. <laughs> or, hmm. I'm trying. <laughs> hmm. I feel like doing something with like, so like a big celebrity <laughs> from that OVO. city, some sort of like joint announcement would be the like dopest. Make them part of OVO. The thing is, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, if they had like, I mean, this would be a little tough to pull off and like have it be cool, but like if him and I don't know, I'm not, Drake did some like I'm joint for the Lakers, like clothing. New Balance OVL or something like it, or some like shit. if you just like show like put on like a secret event like at LA Live and just like if you had like Kawhi and PG just like randomly show up at LA Live and all the news comes out it's like a surprise event I feel like that'd be cool. It's just like if you could keep it super low key so yeah. no one knows yeah, and then yeah, all of a sudden it's everywhere Kawhi goes to Dodger Stadium throws out the first pitch and then grabs the mic and says I'm going to be a Laker <laughs> yeah but that's alright it's down to the clip it's down to I the clip I feel like that'd be a little Lakers. high key where it's like oh Kawhi's going to give out the first pitch if he did it, if he did it and then said he was going to the Clippers that would be hilarious throw the first pitch of the Angels game or no, they don't even announce it. They don't even announce it. Like he's just like this <laughs> Like they're, they, don't even, they don't announce who the first pitch is. And then he just like walks out of the dugout. He's wearing a wearing a Dodgers jersey. Throws out the first pitch. Takes off a jersey. He's wearing a Lakers jersey. <laughs> That'd be pretty good for someone going to the Lakers. 
and then says not five, not six, not seven. Or wait, it's like a... <laughs> oh yeah, maybe like if you came out like at a oh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm probably the best wisdom the guy. That, maybe like a Travis amazing. Scott LA yeah. concert LeBron comes and, out uh, on stage and just fucking says that. The last two days. The Lakers. Just rolled up with that crew. <laughs> Yeah, just sat, it just sat down just like applied. at like, their course. He doesn't course. even make an announcement. He just pulls up with the fellows. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be pretty funny. Pulls up with the fellows. That's his announcement, and then like he's just there first day of of training camp. <laughs> no, no announcement. Or you could. Uh- I feel like you could have like, I mean, we haven't really seen New Balance do this, so I don't oh, really have that much that faith in sure. their creative team. But I feel like some sort of hardcore commercial, be, like yeah, Nike I think it'd be hard to control the distribution. Would be on pretty that sick. The only thing is, like, that would that would leak so fucking fast. All right, I'm going. I'm going with the Dodgers taking yeah. taking the do- first so pitch, our, taking our the jersey off. Like, like full blown Lakers, <laughs> a, a retro Lakers like warm up or something. We'll think of something. There's an ode to Showtime. <laughs> and then Le- LeBron, a LeBron and AD like rise right, out of the ground. <laughs> Just they put it, put a platform in the middle what of the about? diamond. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just cancel the Dodgers game and turn it into a Laker hype party. They just bring out like a thousand IG last Looking back, how fucking sick was the Heat welcome party? <laughs> there have been a <laughs> yeah, we did more yeah. <laughs> with like the air cannons behind them. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't think of an event Dude, I'd rather go to than that. I mean, imagine if like, they did that at the Lakers. I feel like we for sure like would have wanted to go to that. I'd rather go to that, I think, honestly. <laughs> I'm all about the hype. Would you rather go to that or a game? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking for the Lakers, though. You're in like, Miami. I'm Travis Scott perform. I'm Travis Scott yelling with LeBron and Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and they're all they're they're like decked out and they're they're fucking. Well, yeah. I, the bummer is like, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick, Kendrick. Who do you think would be like uh, a Lakers musician? Like, uh, I was saying like, Kendrick, Kendrick Snoop Dogg, neither of them really fan. I feel like it'd be like. Or like Adam Levine. Just <laughs> bring them all. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we need more hype. Flea, maybe? The Red Hot Chili know, Peppers? Fuck, fuck Cut the check to Travis Scott. I'm sure his allegiance has a little sway. For- They're not really... None of these people are that hype. Damn, 10 mil. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
They should do it in Vegas right now, honestly, with some of it going on. We could throw a good intro party for He's Anthony Davis and LeBron, for sure. Yeah, just be at Dre's. <laughs> at a, just a day club. <laughs> at Wet Republic. <laughs> Oh, they're not going to Dre's. They're going to Wet Republic. We saw Iman Shumpert at fucking Dre's. LeBron and Anthony Davis are above that. <laughs> Anything else right, on um, Kyrie KD? That's, that's I ultimately really think is the, the right decision for KD. It'd be just, he'd just be miserable on the Knicks if he was by himself. But a loss. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer that KD's not playing this yep. year because that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, another, yeah. probably, I'd say the second most shocking like, move other back than up Paul George's trade was D'Lo ending up in Golden State in a sign-in trade. I don't think anyone really saw um, that coming. Yeah, I guess the, the fit we did. I'm just saying the well, about the move. It was a oh, like move we by Golden State, I think. think. Yeah, you had to get... You had to give up Iggy, but realistically, this this is yeah, definitely yeah, the best way move. to mm-hmm. extend your yeah mitigate your risk and they like extend your potential. Even if not on deal, stay next to Steph, you're still adding a 23 year old All Star. And if, if who's probably gonna, if he has a good year, is going to be a really a good asset fit. if you want to trade yep, him later. Sorry. Great master stroke by by Bob Myers and company. Bob Myers the goat. <laughs> um, we also have Jimmy Butler ended up in Miami. Um, that's a great spot for Jimmy playing his dominoes down there. Think smoking cigars. Him and Wade are close, so I think Wade just told him like how sick it is to be like the biggest dog in Miami. Like that is smoking like, cigars. I don't even think like Jimmy says he's all about winning, but when the when the option yeah. is on the table to be like the fucking guy in Miami. Like I think he was, that sounds pretty good to him. <laughs> yeah, get paid and be also the guy. Got, in got uh, definitely kind of high on Jim trade, list but they above switched Lynch. in. Now Horford ended up in Philly. Interesting fit next to Embiid. Wait, hold on, back, yeah, back to the Jimmy like in Miami. Do you think they're going to I mean, they'll probably be like a 6th, 7th, 8th seed contender. Yeah. That's about what I see. 6th seed in the East. Basically yeah. similar level I think, as I think like he's Jimmy's pretty happy with that. Bulls teams in like his later years. Yep. All right. Yeah, <laughs> and then stay it. tuned if they get rust. <laughs> I feel like they'd be that. the exact same, but they'll do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hor- Horford to Philly. I yeah, think it's I a pretty, agree. I, I don't know. They're going big, agree, big ball right, right there between them um, and Embiid, but I, I think it's a good fit in the sense Horford's natural position is a four, and it, it's this will allow you to, if you, when you do play him at a five, that will allow Embiid to take some time off. If you need, I assume I don't see a scenario where Embiid doesn't miss games, so – then Horvath's been pretty durable throughout his career. It is a four-year contract for a 33-year-old. 
Horford. 33. Last year he missed a decent amount of games, didn't he? Yeah, and he's pretty old, isn't he? Like 32 or 33? Josh. <laughs> Jay Rich. Bring back Jay Rich. Um, they also brought in Jason Richardson in the Jimmy Butler trade. They won- Hey, Josh. My, my- might be uh, Josh Richardson, who's a good defender, good shooter, so that's a pretty good pickup in return for Jimmy. <laughs> and then they also lost J.J. Redick. Yeah, they re-signed Tobias. With them to doing it, but it just seems <laughs> so much money to pay to Tobias Harris. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like Philly honestly shot their wad pretty early, like with the process. I feel like basically until they fired Hanky, things were building up pretty well. And then they just like shooed Hanky out of there. And Colangelo just like preed hard by like trading for Fultz. That went terribly. Then Elton Brand comes in, gives up shit for Jimmy. That doesn't really go that well. He ended up being their best player in the playoffs other than Embiid, probably though. And then they lose him anyways. And then they, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and then they gave up more assets to get Tobias Harris, who ended up being kind of a ghost in the playoffs. And now you're going to have to absolutely overpay going forward. So I feel it will be contenders in the East, if not the favorites with Milwaukee taking a step back. But yeah, I feel like they, the only they thing is if they decide that bit. they've, Bosch its window. You have Simmons, who's a will be a trade asset where you could retool if this doesn't work out. Which I don't. If it doesn't work out, I think he's. If they don't yeah. go to the finals, I think. I I think Simmons, not this year, but next year is on a different team. I could see that. Yeah. I think that's for the best. I think him and Embiid are just bad fits for each other. But even then, I mean, Horford's got (laughs) a big contract that he's going to be pretty old by the end of. So, and Tobias is going to be getting paid like forty million a year. So, I mean, those could be two albatross contracts in three years. So I think Philly's short term might be a smidge better. We'll see. But I probably pick. I feel like yeah. they're. I probably pick Philly move on to the East right now. Oh, go ahead. After Milwaukee, Toronto's obviously way worse without Kawhi. With Pascal being their best player, and Boston. And Boston lost Horford, but they gained, replaced Kyrie mm-hmm. with Kemba. I think they'll be slightly worse too. So, I mean, I think that's it. The Pacers, maybe, but I think Philly's top two or top, top three in the East still. Yeah, they'll definitely be worse. Yeah. Milwaukee's worse, too, I think. So, well, Milwaukee, is Phil, Milwaukee I mean, I think Philly, Brogdon, yeah, they could be the end up winning the East still tomorrow or this year. Best player. So, that's nothing to just. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, do we want to talk any more about Kemba in Boston? I think he's just kind of like a little bit better version of Kyrie who fits with like the personalities on the team better. A little bit worse basketball yeah. player, but I, I mean, Boston, I think you have Hayward off maybe coming stuff. back a little bit better. He kind of just looked shook last year for most of the year, but improved kind of towards the end of the season. So I think, I think Boston could potentially have, have a chance to make it out of the East. If you, I could see a path where Tatum does get better. Hayward, Hayward's the guy they paid the contract for, and Kemba's just the same guy that he was in Charlotte. I don't know if it's a big chance, but I think there is a path for that. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts for Boston? That's a nineteen million dollar player. Rozier got Rogier. traded for Kemba essentially to Charlotte. They paid him. What was it three years, fifty-eight million? Uh, I'm trying to think what's worse. Nothing else jumps to the mind. I mean, that's the worst contract that was handed out, right? In terms of like next year, I would say so for sure. But I'm talking like, yeah, like Jimmy Butler in year five, four years being worse, or Horford in year four. I mean, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, did you see their justification for that? Mitch Kupchak said, <laughs> "I did see that that it was a good move because they felt like <laughs> if <laughs> Rozier was in the draft this year, he'd be a lottery <laughs> pick." It's like, what the fuck does that even mean, dude? Like. This third-year guy is good enough where he'd be better than all of these rookies in a really shitty draft class. I'm just trying to find and we're going to pay him nineteen million dollars instead of. I don't know if I would have paid hundred mil to Vucevic. I mean, I guess he was their all-star. And like, no geez. one ever goes to Orlando, so I guess they. One of the things is that's just what you do. But I, I wouldn't want to pay. That's not a center. I think it's worth twenty-five mil. I definitely come. Around. I've definitely come around on being a center's thing where, although I still like like a superstar center, I don't think, unless it's a a true superstar like Embiid, I don't think it makes sense to be paying Steven Adams or Vucevic 25 mil when people like Nerlens Noel and JaVale McGee play for less than 4 million. I just don't don't think it's a good way to allocate your capital if, like, Capella is another example. He's getting paid 5 for 90. When you can, when Noel's making yeah, one point eight million or whatever, like I just think you can, you just need to spend the money other ways. So I don't love that. <laughs> hey, I'm, 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 I'm coming around. <laughs> just seeing that like they're these centers who are not getting paid mm, shit. Like I'd rather pay Rashawn Holmes take. nothing Last than pay Dwayne Dedman three Capella for forty. Contract. You know, that's all. That's why I'm. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I, but then, but then the elite of 
elite of the elite are still worth it, obviously. Like Embiid, what is, Force, and Nature. Who else? Yeah. I feel like the point of inflection yeah, is I'm almost like, like who's even worth it. Those three Rudy for sure. Gobert, who's like a Gobert, really good player. And then is, who else is even would be worth paying? It's like I think guys it's the next like Towns, Embiid, Stephen Adams, types. Jokic. <clears throat> yeah, I think Porzingis is worth it because he can shoot. Porzingis, maybe. What is what's Horford getting paid? Porzingis like four for one. I mean, Horford. If you want to count Horford, a center has been worth it. Hmm. Um, one twelve or something like that. Yeah, I could see the. I mean, Horford maybe. Yeah, like, he's, he's going to play with Embiid. He's going to be like he was adequately paid now. last year and like the year before, and he played a lot of center. But even then, he's not necessarily like a center. I think he. No, I don't. Like Draymond Green is Draymond exactly. Green. I'm talking yeah. about the traditional seven footers. But I don't really. I, I don't consider him in that same like class of centers. Like he's kind of a different player. Yeah, he, obviously. Worth it. Yeah, so then it's. I mean, Anthony Davis, if you want to call him a center. <laughs> that's a, that's gotta be the that's gotta be the funniest contract handed out. Four but for yeah, four for DeAndre. This is the, must be like the chillest the Adams, of all time. DeAndre Jordans of the world. Like, <laughs> good hang, great hang. You're just overpaying. <laughs> he's, he's a good friend. <laughs> I mean, if you're the Nets, if you're the Nets, you're kind of like, all right, we're gonna sign. Kyrie and KD, we're going to sign you guys the max contracts. Well, can we bring in DeAndre? It's like, ooh, I don't really know if we want to pay him. Yeah, if you, like, that's exactly if you look at it like that, oh, like, well, you can just take it out of our DeAndre contract. gets a minimum, or you pay max to KD and And the Nets are just kind of like, oh, Or you just okay, take $5 million yeah, off of each sure. of their contracts. It's like, all right, then. If you that's if that's a stipulation in this of this like agreement, I guess I'll pay I'll pay this fucking like, bum – Who's gonna be behind yeah. Jared Allen? Forty mil, 10, 10 mil a year. That's what, I think that's just how you have to look at it. I guess it's just a funny situation. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh no, we don't really want to bring him in. We well, DeAndre, you t- just take it out of our contract. Uh, all right, what do you guys want? We're only coming if you pay us less money and give us <laughs> Definitely has money. had the funniest free agencies of all We're time. We're going to on this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the the Andre Andre Jordan Jordan just just like drinking weed so practice every day. <laughs> He's just chilling super hard. <laughs> He's calling. He's calling and sending up the, their table, Katie and Kyrie's tables for the night. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're, you're just trying to like get fucked up when Kyrie's trying to talk about like global flatness or you whatever think the fuck Kyrie he's parties? About. I feel like Kyrie would be like the shittiest guy to party with. <laughs> Flatter. I was thinking global warming and then pivoted to the flat, flat earth. Global flatness? <laughs> flat earth? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> or like fucking 
agriculture in Kazakhstan in like 1908 or some like weird ass shit. <laughs> well, actually, I'm actually, well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually supportive of twenty. Kyrie just totally leaning into being like, like a some Brooklyn like weird weirdo thing. now. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think mean, you should like, dye his hair and get like weird earrings and like dress eccentrically and be like a weird ass hipster in Brooklyn and just totally lean into it. And I'll hate him for it, but it'd be fun, kind of funny to see. <laughs> 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 just and desperately just trying to be desperately really trying to like, fit in <laughs> Katie just spends his whole off season like getting really into like crystals and shit yeah, like that, that. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop trying to be a tech VC Katie just, just gets re- to become, like, a, the boardroom like, just turns really avant-garde All right. Um, yeah, Milton got paid, dude. Like five one seventy eight or something. Anymore, I feel like we kind of like touched on Brogdon leaving. Gonna hurt. That's kind of <laughs> the main thing. They re-signed Middleton for a fucking fat deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Milwaukee, the Bucks, to me, kind of feels like they're good enough. Where if they let guys leave. That'll piss Giannis off. <laughs> I want Giannis to go to like Dallas. They're the not Knicks, quite honestly. good enough. We're like locking like, yeah, these honestly. guys in for big money. I want to is going to help you long term, and so then Giannis is also going to leave. Hmm. No. I... Yeah, I think, I think that be would be possible for him to go to the Lakers. That'd be unless LeBron opts out of his last year. Because it's like they're giving all these guys two 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 year contracts, and that's kind of what they're saying is the oh, potential oh, end man. goal. <laughs> That'd be wild. All right, Giannis and AD on the same team. Sheesh. Yeah. Um. All right, so move on. All right, so that wraps up our NBA talk. We're just kind of going over some <laughs> random shit now. Uh, so the Women's World Cup final was today, naturally, as the only country who treats women as equals, America won. All you other second-rate European and <laughs> South American countries that back normally win World Cups, fuck you. <laughs> uh, exactly. Captioned we one nation, sport. one team um, after they won. So it was like a, like a you guys know what the context thing. of this was? Yeah, he, uh, of it. We'll post it on our Twitter, but the of, idea being that like, like, the nation won, so like, everything like that makes America great is also victorious. I think let's just run through some of the, that's the, that's, I mean, I'm trying to think of if you're in the, who's in the fucking marketing team who put this <laughs> shit out. <laughs> I 
so funny, dude. <laughs> so basically, the picture is like an artist sketch of like the whole roster of the U.S. team. <laughs> celebrities, and in the background, like it's like kind of an American flag sort of thing going on, but mixed in between are sketches of just a million other like <laughs> American, American also like fictional is that Baker characters, Mayfield? like I just. <laughs> Celebrities and athletes. <laughs> the fr- the Stranger Things kid. Uh, the whole Michael modern Scott family the office, cast. The entire Friends cast. It seems a little yeah, Baker Mayfield's in it. <laughs> yeah, Joey's got the old hair. Brad Pitt, Kobe, LeBron. <laughs> the Jay Z picture is hilarious. Like That'd be one of the funniest like, pictures in there. As the '90s, though, like it's not modern. <laughs> Oprah, Will Ferrell. Who is this? Like really ugly old lady. Oh, is that the? Oh, I think it's Billie Jean Zach King. Zac Efron. Uh, <laughs> uh, apologies to some oh. people I don't even re- recognize. Travis <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott wearing an Astros jersey. <laughs> oh, but- so bizarre. <laughs> Next to Carrie Underwood looking looking yeah, hot as hell. Yeah, it definitely is. Is that Travis Scott? I think <laughs> Jason Mraz. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Who's the guy? Well, like, uh, the <laughs> is that? I think it's Travis. Who's Kelsey. the guy in between Baker and? Was <laughs> oh, that Clint Dempsey in between Baker and Serena? All right, who is? <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, it's Serena. Um, I don't know who that see. is. Uh, oh god, this is a good one. Is uh, oh, I thought Tom that was Gun Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think it's Serena. Yeah, yeah. Just her next ability. I didn't even know that. that is that. I kind of oh, want to yeah. get this like like prison in frame that the level of absurdity of this is just through the roof. <laughs> Where? Uh, is this Eva Longoria? Uh, oh, that's, that's supposed okay. to be J. Cole? Kim K. I think it's Eva Longoria too. I don't think it's Kim K. I, I think, yeah, Why is Eva Longoria and not Kim K? <laughs> I think it's Eva Longoria over. I mean, it doesn't really. <laughs> what about, they left is out this the guy from I don't know. I don't think he is a part of modern right family. Right behind the modern couple, family the, cast, the, like mom, the big nose, the, the busty daughter, the, the slutty daughter, the dad. <laughs> But I don't know who he is. Oh, it could be. Oh, okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> the mix. Who they is the, chick have, to, who is the ugly chick American. to the left of Michael Scott? So probably why they don't have Sophia Vergara on there. Okay, I don't know her. Jennifer Lawrence looking hot. They have Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so oh, it's a... Uh, Sue Bird, I think that's... Oh, she's an athlete. Bird is Megan Rapinoe's um, girlfriend? The fuck? I didn't know that. Damn. <laughs> That's a power couple. Oh yeah. Right. Who's your guys' pick for the funniest power couple. one here? Let's, let's end on that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, power couple. <laughs> I think the funniest look um, is Jay-Z just doesn't look like he's aware he's being taken God. a photo of. But well, Christian Pulsich's uh, face looks super fucking weird in this. Yes, yeah, that was my pick. That was my pick. <laughs> it's like a really big head, I think. <laughs> I think maybe I think maybe Top Gun Tom Cruise. <laughs> that is. Well, this guy, if this is Travis Kelsey, that'd be the funniest. It just I could be wrong. I think I think I the nineties Friends cast <laughs> might be my favorite part of it. <laughs> Anyways, we just been describing a that picture. Was a good, that was a good one for minutes. sure. Go look it up. I think <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving along, we got, yeah, uh, we got three nominees for Tuck of the Week hope... this week. Oh, gosh. Um, you guys want to pitch this one? The, uh, All right. Um, the Arya Abraham sources? Uh, yeah, so basically on Monday afternoon, that was when Kawhi met with the Lakers. And it started off when this RD Ambition guy, who's a Reddit user, started posting that it was a lock that Kawhi agreed with the Lakers and some other. And then this Arya Abraham guy, who like kind of came out of nowhere as being like, an up-and-coming reporter who's a USC grad student. This Aria guy started breaking that, like, he was hearing similar things and that heavy rumblings to the Lakers and that the Clippers have officially been ruled out <laughs> and, like, this kind of shit. <laughs> and then, and he was, like, doubling down hard on all this. Like, people were finding, like, being like, dude, you don't know anything. <laughs> and he was, quote, tweeting those, saying, Woj is going to tweet this in 30 minutes. Just watch. End up being totally wrong on all of the Kawhi stuff. And then people just started ripping him. And then he doubled down on it again today, or yesterday, I think, saying about how like <laughs> Kawhi did rule out the Clippers without a second star. And did that was like a really different circumstance than what he was reporting on. And all yeah, this. Getting the last he posted before, like, and he's just, just was crushed a, and clowned. Definitely lost like all credibility. 15th century, like a picture, whatever. And it's it's like a guy copying another guy writing. <laughs> it says the, the one copying is Woj and the one writing is Arya Abraham. <laughs> just, just an absurd move. I'm trying to find a picture now. I can't find it. I took <laughs> I it down, but just an incredible move. <laughs> I did see that also. <laughs> All right, I found it. We'll post. We'll post it. And I saw he posted some videos like this is to all the haters. I didn't watch the video though. So yeah, yeah so next up we got Russ this guy Westbrook just left got all alone hard in, by Kawhi, uh, in OKC. The rest of the internet. Tough, uh, tough spot for Westbrook. So yeah. But nobody Connor, I think the next one is, right? is you. And then last up, we've got uh, the city of Oklahoma City 
last year, um, maybe a little uh, a little early on this, they named July seventh yeah, national no or citywide Paul George Day, OKC. and he ends up leaving less than three hundred sixty five days later. So uh, tough, tough first Paul George day in the city. So, so <laughs> it, it's Paul George Day today. Happy Paul George Day Three to our OKC listeners. We're celebrating this glorious holiday. I think that's the winner. I'm voting for the city of OKC. I'm with that. I vote National Paul George Day after he demands a trade. All right, so that concludes our show. As always, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for more.